This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. Yeah, all right. We are back. Hour three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Time for our Monday Mortgage Minute, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt Rogers, welcome, sir. How are you, John? I wanted to tell you that um, the Prino Car Show was a blast. Oh, it was so much fun. They, they, they do a great job over there. So those of you that missed it, you'll have to come out and see us next year. And don't forget this coming Saturday, we're going to be up in Broomfield at the airport up there, Rocky Mountain Airport, for another great car show, Kurt. So we're kind of out and about here the month of uh, July and August. It- it's that time of year, and the weather's beautiful. Oh, it was awesome. So, all right, how can a customer find out how much home they can buy, by the way? Take them about 15, 20 minutes, just kind of give some basic information, um, and we pretty much can kind of give you an idea how much you can afford to buy, how much you would probably qualify for. What many people don't realize is they probably can qualify for more than what they want to pay. Which, if they're budget it, conscious, that's fine. But, yep. you know, that's, those are the things you need to know on the front side so you can make an educated decision. Yeah, so when you're out there, you, you, you're not wasting your time because trying to find a house now is difficult. So when you see a home you like and you know you've already fit into your, into your budget, mm-hmm. you, you know you can move forward pretty quick. Okay. You also, I'm assuming, Kirk can help them with, here's how much I need to put down, or, hey, my credit score is such, but we'd like to have it here. You could save X amount of money by doing so. Let's do these few things to get some adjustments made. You do all that on the front side so that even while you're still looking for homes and so on, you're getting some of those back-end things handled so that when it comes time to pull the trigger, you're ready. And you bring up a very good point about being ready when you go out to look at a home and knowing how much money I got down. There are people out there that say, well, I don't have the 20%. Well, first of all, you don't need it. Okay. Second of all, if you have 5 or 10, there's somebody that will give you 5 or 10 and build it right into the loan to where you don't have to to get that better rate and that lower payment. There are programs out there that can help you with the down payment to where you can still qualify to buy the home. Got it. Makes sense. We talked a little bit about that the last time you were on, and we'll hit that again next time you're on later in the month. What's coming up tomorrow for all of you listening? Kurt takes over Haystack Help Radio on Tuesdays. You do that for an hour. What are you guys doing tomorrow, Kurt? We're going to be talking about first-time home buyers, about down payment assistance programs, about blended rates. It's going to be me on the show just answering a lot of those kind of questions. Okay, perfect. For those of you listening, Haystack Help Radio, noon to one. Kurt, as always, we appreciate you joining us, sir. Thanks, John. Take care. Have a great week. Kurt Rogers, Affordable Interest Mortgage. He's up next, 720-895-0500 is his phone number. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM. 
affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Geno's Auto Service, anything you need when it comes to your vehicle, folks, Geno's is there for you, bumper-to-bumper service. And don't forget about your air conditioning, which they've got a special on right now. 303-794-6700. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000-miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Group insurance analysts had a great time Saturday with Paul and Nigro out at our event that we had at Laprino Foods, which Kurt was just talking about a moment ago. And uh, for those of you that have never met Paul, great guy. He'll love to help you with all of your insurance needs. GIA, they, and we talked about this Saturday, they do business health, auto, home, you name it, the whole gamut. They're a broker, so they'll shop whatever the best deal is for you. Group insurance analyst, e-gia.com. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing, and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate the maze of Medicare options so that you get the right plan to fit your needs and at the best premium. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online, whether it is a Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplements, a standalone prescription plan, long-term care, or final expense insurance. GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, 303-423-0162, or go online to e-gia.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right. I had noticed this story even prior to coming on air, but then several of you have notified me of this. And that is, if you didn't know, Elon Musk, who owns Twitter, and it's now X, 
not Twitter. I talked about that in the 3 o'clock hour about, you know, when is the total rebranding going to take place? Is it going to be X.com instead of Twitter.com? Well, at a building in San Francisco that they occupy, they're not the owner of, but they're a tenant of a building there. They put up a big sign, illuminated sign, that just said X. Brightly lit. Kind of obnoxiously lit, by the way. I think Elon Musk did that on purpose, by the way. Well, the city of San Francisco didn't like that. In fact, they came by Friday with some workers to take the sign down because Elon didn't have the proper permits from the city to put the sign up. Elon said, oh, it's just a temporary sign. We've got an event going on. It's just a temporary sign. Kind of thumbing his nose at him in a way. Well, the workers still showed up, and as of today, they are pulling the sign down because, again, it violates because of some safety thing they've come up with. It violates some sign thing they have, of course. It's a city. Cities have all kinds of stupid sign codes, by the way. Every city's different. Every county's different. Anyways, what I don't think San Francisco or the left really understands with all of this is Elon, in a way, I don't know what this cheesy sign he put up costs because it's nothing fancy. But he spent some money, I'm guessing. I have no idea how much. What he's getting in return, though, out of all of the publicity behind all of this, far exceeds whatever he paid for that sign. The left is so dumb at times. They have no idea how much free publicity they're giving Elon and X and the rebranding effort he's going through. This thing is now making its way not not only around on social media, but regular news outlets as well. He is getting more press than he could have went out and bought. For those of you that think he's a dumb guy, um, Elon is not dumb. Not by any stretch of the imagination. He knew full well, I believe, putting up a sign in a quote-unquote illegal fashion was going to do nothing but garner him all sorts of attention in the media after the fact. I guarantee you they had some conversations along these lines, and he probably had some folks even inside the company saying, oh, yeah, we got to get a permit for that. He's like, yeah, no, we don't. Put it up anyways. Well, we can't do that. The city's going to take it down. Yeah, put it up anyways. Well, they're going to fine us. Yeah, put it up anyways. I mean, when you're a guy that's a billionaire, do you really worry about the fine? Or are you going to take the publicity that comes out of this? You're going to take the publicity that comes out of it. You could care less about the fines. Or the fact the city comes out, takes it down, and they'll send you a bill. You'll gladly pay it. You have to think, all the way through this whole process, how much publicity press is he getting out of this? We're talking about it right now. It's free press at this point for him. I'm not the only guy out there in this country talking about this, by the way. Charlie, I would guess that on the majority of stations around the country, conservative, well, there's only conservative talk stations anyways, but I'm guessing even probably liberal disc jockeys and the like probably inserted this into some part of their routine today. I would be surprised if they didn't. So how much free press, Charlie, millions of dollars or even probably tens of millions of dollars a free press he probably got today. Am I thinking correctly along these lines? If you had to go out and buy it, it's tens of millions of dollars or more in free. Probably, Charlie, coast-to-coast, airtime and TV time and the like, probably hundreds of millions of dollars. If you think about what a Super Bowl commercial costs, it's the likes of that and more. He has gotten a ton 
of free press, free marketing, if you would, free advertising out of his changeover to X, just out of what he did in San Francisco. And is poking the eye of the left at the same time. Because as I opened up the show today, because Joe sent me something basically saying, yeah, the city of, Fort, of, of not Fort Collins, sorry, <laughs> they're about as bad. The city of San Francisco is worried about Elon Musk and the safety of the sign. And yet I opened up with a story about a couple of thieves that stole a car. Let me read you the exact story here. They dropped all charges, city of San Francisco, against men, and I saw the video, who stole a car, drove it through a pedestrian walkway, pedestrian walkway, over a cliff then, and crashed onto the sidewalk below. The cliff being a parking garage, from what I could see. So, they're worried about Elon Musk's sign being unsafe, but yet they dropped all charges against a couple of thugs, or a guy that's, you know, men, stole a car, thugs, drove it through a pedestrian walkway over a cliff and crashed it in the sidewalk below. They're, they're a bunch of hypocrites. So, all Elon's doing is showing how hypocritical they really are, by the way. And he's doing a really good job of proving that. So... Got to hand it to the guy, like him or not, you got to hand it to the guy for being bold enough to basically look at the other side and poke him right in the eye. Here you go. Here you go. Literally, that's what he's doing. So for that, I I will give the guy kudos. Now, am I an Elon Musk fanboy? No. You guys have heard me over and over again, especially when it comes to Tesla and some of the things that he's done there. The new Cybertruck's as ugly as sin. Whatever. Reality is... In this particular case, I'm on his side because he's poking the eye of San Francisco and the officials there. So I'll give him credit where credit's due. Okay, this is something else that I thought was interesting that one of you sent me today as well. So again, I appreciate all of the messages that you all sent. I I really mean that sincerely. I, I really do. This is in the Epic Times. Energy industry fears the White House will declare a COVID-like climate emergency. Now, when I first read this, I thought, yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is a lot of, let's cry wolf. Then as I read it, though, I'm like, hmm, this may not be as far-fetched as it seems. Some industry leaders, this is coming out of this article, Epic Times, some industry leaders are expressing concern that the White House will declare a COVID-like emergency, but for the climate instead. They're leaning in that direction. This is a quote from the U.S. Oil and Gas Association President Tim Stewart. This is an article posted on July 30th. If you grant the president's emergency powers to declare a climate emergency, it's just like COVID. An emergency declaration on the climate could give the president vast and unchecked authority to shut down everything from communications to infrastructure Mr. Stewart said, who's been a critic of the Biden administration, infrastructure around water and electricity could be affected by such a decision. He said they can literally do exactly what they did in in COVID. Mr. Stewart said, if you disagree with the climate emergency, uh, the speech can be shut down. Your speech, your free speech can be shut down. We really need to be paying attention to this because that power could be extended indefinitely until the climate emergency is over. And who knows how long that would last. So keep in mind. That 
All of the things that they did during COVID, if they applied that to a climate emergency, would give them the exact same powers all over again. They took huge liberty away from individuals, by the way. They took the liberty to take liberty away during COVID and did a lot of things that, frankly, not only were unnecessary, but literally, literally clamped down on people's ability to move about, to go to restaurants. Uh, you couldn't talk about certain things regarding COVID. They, you know, the, the White House, this administration itself, was telling you know, uh, news organizations and, and social media what they could and couldn't get by with, what, they wanted, what message they wanted put out by social media even, what they wanted shut down when it came to speech. You couldn't t- talk about hydro- hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, even though those two things worked in combating COVID, and that's been proven. Many, many times, by the way. The likes of the, you know, Dr. Kelly Victories of the world, they literally were shut down, knocked off of social media like Twitter because they came out and said things about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and so on. So let's just say, for example, I come on air and start talking about the fact that climate change is nothing but a hoax in the first place. It's, it's a bilking of, of individuals is all it is, a bilking of money from individuals. That's all it is in companies. Could I get by saying that in the future if this climate emergency is called? This particular individual, Mr. Stewart, said you could get in trouble for that, especially on social media. You go posting something that's anti-establishment when it comes to the climate change, and you're liable to have that post taken down. The White House press office didn't respond by press time to a request by the Epic Times for a comment about whether the administration might be preparing such a declaration. President Joe Biden and other administration officials have said that the United States and the world are in the midst of a climate crisis and have used language describing it as an emergency. So far, Mr. Biden hasn't stopped short of declaring an emergency, or he has stopped short of declaring an emergency, although some Democrats and environmental groups have pushed the idea. Folks, I don't think it's that far-fetched. At first, again, I read this and sort of poo-pooed it and thought, yeah, no. And then the more I read it, I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Could they pull this out of their back pocket? Yeah. I think given the fact that you've got the UN and a lot of other countries around the world uh, in this same ruse. That's what I call it, by the way. It is nothing but a ruse. It's not true. It's not happening. We're being duped. It's a fleecing of the populations, plural. It's, It's the biggest money grab, in my opinion, that's ever happened. And it's uncalled for. Our Earth cycles its climate throughout years and centuries, if you would, millennial even. And it's just what happens. We've seen it over and over again. I have, I have people on constantly that talk about this, experts that are far more educated in this than I, that will back up what I'm saying. It's literally nothing more than a power and money grab. And the people at the top are getting filthy rich doing it. The Al Gores of the world are getting filthy rich. Carbon tax, all of that, nothing but a bunch of nonsense. You know, ban on plastic bags and on down the line. We go, what a bunch of hogwash. It's just ridiculous, the things we put up with. Ten cents for a bag because it's harmful to the environment if you use it, I guess. I don't know about the rest of you, but in my family, we recycle plastic bags constantly. We use them for all sorts of things. That thing gets used five, six, seven times prior to it ever being thrown in the trash. Unless dog poop goes in it, then it's a one-time use thing. Comes back from the store, dog poop goes in it, and out in the trash it goes. A lot of you do the same thing, by the way. 
So, you know, in my case, do we reuse plastic bags constantly? I know Charlie does because I see him use them in here. We all do. That's just one small item, one of the gotchas that they use in this whole, you know, push to change the climate, which I say it all the time. The earth doesn't need saved, and we're definitely not going to save it. And if we think for one iota that we as humans have an impact on it, we think way too highly of ourselves, way too highly. I also will say this, and I say it all the time, should we leave the earth in a better place than we found it? Absolutely. If there are things we can do to make the world better and cleaner and so on, absolutely we should do that. Cracks me up, though. We have all of these cities and states that are, quote-unquote, environmentalists. They're all for making sure the earth is cleaner, environmentally speaking. And yet, yet, I can drive down pretty much any major freeway in any major city and see nothing but trash, debris, and crap stacked all along each side of the highway because we don't sweep them enough. Not even close. We literally in this town can run a street street sweeper almost every single month without any problem and keep things a lot cleaner. Do we? No, we don't because it costs money. But we'll charge you a plastic bag fee. See how hypocritical... They are in what I just said. They'll they'll push all of these things that are on their side of the agenda through so that they can make money. But yet when it comes to actually doing something to keep things cleaner, they'll do nothing about it. They're a bunch of hypocrites, including those at our not only state legislature, but mayor's office and city councils and on down the line we go. go. Go look around at any major freeway in this town and look at how well some of the areas are kept mowed, cleaned, de-weed, watered, you know, everything as far as how beautiful things are taken care of. Go look around and tell me how well we do at keeping up the earth, quote unquote. These are nothing but power-hungry hypocrites running things. They'll tell you for they're for a cleaner environment and they're against this, that, and the other, and they want to help climate change and all the other nonsense they talk about, yet they're nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. You can go drive around and do what I just said a moment ago and prove my point. So, I'll come right back. If you want to chime in on that, feel free. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Absolute electrical, plumbing, heating, and air. Don't forget to ask about the quiet, cool system. The cooler nights we have, which right now it's not. It's 83, even though it looks like it's colder outside because there's a little rain coming through. Uh, if we get, as we get cool nights, that'll help keep your, cool, your house cool at night, keeping it cool during the day, and thereby saving you money on your air conditioning bill as well. Find them at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology, so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet, cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet, cool attic or whole house fan installed with Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet, cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call 
Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith wants to help you with your financial future and the planning of. Give Al a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. When you go it alone, saving for retirement, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows you take on significant risk for making the wrong moves with your hard-earned money. When you work with Al, performance may increase up to 20% more than employer-sponsored plans or with automated services. As an experienced advisor, Al uses over 30 years of retirement planning experience to help you understand what drives a good retirement plan. Al gets to know you personally so he can understand your goals, fears, and needs and gives you the best guidance possible given your unique situation. Approaching retirement doesn't need to be difficult. You just need the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial to direct you on the smart way to go. So visit klzradio.com money now to schedule a no-strings-free consultation and take control of your retirement plan. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Hi-Fi Plumbing, all your plumbing needs, including drainage, give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Hi-Fi Plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. Hi-Five maintains a well-stocked inventory, readily available for their technicians at all times. So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll-be-back-in-three-hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Somebody said, you know, we can affect climate change. Well, didn't really use that, but we can affect the environment on a micro level. By the way, great point. Thank you for texting that, and you're exactly right. Back to what we were just talking about a moment ago. Somebody also said, a good friend of mine said, um, yeah, look at the homeless and how that is handled and the amount of trash and just nonsense that they create and then tell me that all of these individuals are so loving of the earth when they just trash things and and, and or allow it to be trash like that thank you great point yeah another example of how how really how hypocritical they really are and uh now charlie said you know if i was a true greenie you know you just let the grass grow and you don't mow anything and you don't take care of anything you let the weeds grow and this that and the other and Yeah, well, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Um, We are to take dominion over the land and care for it. And letting, especially when you talk, I could do an entire show on invasive species, invasive weeds and things that we have in Colorado, that if you took that approach, um, we would be in really bad shape because the invasive things that we have 
in this state even that if you allow to take over, we'll literally take over and you'll have none of the native grasses and things even left. So that mentality doesn't work either because if you don't manage and maintain the things that we have, those invasive things take over and then we're in real trouble. So, no, you can't do that. You can't just let things grow willy-nilly either. You have to manage and take care of the things that you have. So, yes, I am a big Let's care for the things that we have person. You all know that. I'm, I'm a very particular individual, and I like things done a particular way. And when it comes to even how you maintain the inside, outside of the things that you own, yes, those need to be taken care of. And, you know, there are invasive things that we have out there. And if you don't know what those are, go look them up. There is an invasive species plant list all over the Department of Agriculture for Colorado that will tell you what those things are and what you should get rid of. And in some cases, it would shock you because some of them you would look at and say, oh, that's a noxious weed. We should not have that here. That's exactly what it says, because it will take over everything around it if allowed to continue to grow. And some of those things, by the way, have been brought in on purpose. Russian olives. That's a tree. Some of you may or may not know. Some of you old guys know what I mean. Russian olives are trees that grow really fast. And they were brought into Colorado clear back, I think, in the 50s and 60s because they grew fast. Because in Colorado, deciduous trees don't grow super fast. So if you wanted to build a hedge and you wanted some privacy and so on, a lot of folks back in the day would plant a hedge of Russian olives because they don't look too bad and they fill in quickly and they grow super fast. I mean, my dad had a hedge of those behind his place when I was a kid and we literally trimmed those things like every third year because they'd go up to the power lines that fast. And we'd literally cut them down to almost stumps. And I'm not, I am not in the least bit exaggerating about how we used to trim my dad's hedge. It was all along the back of his property. He lived on an acre, so kind of tell you how long it was. Now, because I have experience in cutting those things down when I was a young boy, they're poisonous. Russian olives have these big, huge, thick, long, like two-inch spikes. They're thorns, but they're like spikes that grow out of the tree. And when they get into your skin, they've got little poison at the end. And they just beat you up like no tomorrow. When you work on those things, you wear like almost leather arm chaps because those things will just do damage to you like none other. How do I know that? Because I used to trim them as a kid with my dad. It's kind of our summer project like every third year, and I'm not joking. And they're awful. Now, back then... We didn't really know any better. You planted them. You took care of them. You cut them down. You did the things we're talking about. They are today now regarded as an invasive species. You can chop them down and get rid of them if you want. They are not to be saved. They are a trouble tree, if you would, a trash tree, I guess you could say. So that's an example of where at one time we brought things in thinking, oh, these will make nice decorations and hedges and so on. Uh, The problem is you can't hardly kill them. They literally just take over. And I don't know where the Russian name came from, but they're called Russian olives, and they are a nasty tree that grow and grow and grow and will take over everything else around it. So I kind of got off track, but I didn't because the same person that would say, oh, don't do that. Don't take care of that. Let that grow. Just let it be natural and so on. Have no idea what I just said. They're the naturalist, quote unquote, but they become so natural that they just let the invasive things take over that shouldn't be there in the first place. Ignorance is typically why they don't know a lot about what I just said, but also goes along with this whole idea of let's just let things be. No, that doesn't work either. Letting things be doesn't help either. So I'll leave that at that. 
Resume Builder. I tried to get somebody on to talk about this today as a guest from there, but I didn't get a chance to get all that done and handled. But I wanted to talk about this anyways. And we talked about this a little bit last week. There's been some studies of late showing that ChatGPT is helping workers be more productive. And for those of you, I've talked about ChatGPT quite a bit in the past, but for those of you that don't know what it is, it's AI that enable people using it to create and do things that they would otherwise spend tedious hours doing. So there is a chat GPT site. It's an AI site. You go there and that robot, I guess for lack of better terms, will help you do things. You can say, write me a resume based upon these things I've done in my past. Put in a few little tidbits, blah, 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 blah. I did this one time, by the way, just as a test. I didn't tell it I was on air, that I was a host, and I did these things and so on. I just said, write me a resume going back X amount of time, blah, blah, blah. It knows enough about me to go out and search the things on the Internet that it knows I do. And it wrote me a pretty decent resume talking about my time in radio and business owning and blah, blah, blah. And it's not half bad. you got to tweak it a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it's pretty well written and done. So in the automotive world, I'll give you a few examples. I've got some shops that are using ChatGPT where you need to write the procedure for doing a brake job, replacing brakes. And you want to give that out to one of your new technicians, young technicians. It will literally write you the procedure even for a year-making model of car, and it's pretty dang close. you got to tweak it a little bit, but it's not half bad. Now, where an owner would have normally sat down and wrote that and may have spent several hours doing it, you can get it done in 30 seconds or less. I'm not exaggerating on the time frame. You literally are taking jobs that prior would have taken hours and doing it now in seconds. Is this a game-changer? Absolutely, it's a game-changer. Some of you that own businesses and have people working for you, you're probably not even aware that some of your people are probably already using this. Now, is that a bad thing? No, I think it's a great thing. Use it. Utilize it. If it can make a job go faster, smoother, and so on, go for it. Use it. I've used it even here when it comes to different things I've done on air because it gets pretty darn close when you ask it to do certain things for you. You know, write me X, Y, Z. You give it a little bit of feedback, and it'll write it. I've used it when it comes to some of my clients, and I've taught some of my clients how to use it on the coaching end of things in small business and so on. You know, write a procedure for such and such. Write a contract for such and such. You know, do this, that, or the other. It will literally do those things for you. And the more information you feed it, the more accurate the results, like any other computer-based program would be. The more, you know, what's that old saying, garbage in, garbage out? So the better you tell it what to do and the better parameters you put into it, the better results you're going to get. I've had it do job postings for some of my clients. You know, here's what we need. Do it. Copy, paste, done. So for those of you that don't know what it is or are afraid of it, I encourage you, go learn more about it. Do not be afraid of it. The more you know, the less afraid you'll be. The more you know, the more you'll be able to handle the things that it's actually doing. There's a lot of people afraid of it. I'm not one of those. 
technology can always be fearful. They, they said when the Internet came along to be afraid of it. Well, we, everybody uses it now. It, was it a bad thing? It, it can be bad. It can be good. We, we talked about that earlier in the first hour about the particular bill where they're trying to make sure they verify ages of individuals before they allow them into certain areas of the Internet. The Internet is a good thing, and it can be a bad thing. I talked about the dark web last week. It's definitely a bad thing. So is the Internet all bad? No. Is the Internet all good? No. Is it a mixture of the two? Absolutely. Should you know one from the other? Yes, you can't be dumb. You have to know the things that are on it that you shouldn't be doing, and you also need to know the things that you could be using it for. Chat GPT, I look at exactly the same way. It can be a really great tool to help folks in business or even out of business. It can also be something that you shouldn't use. And I think it could be overused and probably end up doing things that it shouldn't be doing. That's where we, as users, have to control it. I don't want government controlling it, by the way. I want to control it. Anytime government gets involved in something, it gets screwed up. Or has so many layers of stuff on it that you don't even want to mess with it when it's done. Government, as we all know, does not do a good job of managing things. They do a good job of adding layers of things you have to jump through, but they do not do a good, good job of managing things. They actually make it much worse. So this Resume Builder survey did find that ChatGPT is helping workers be more productive. Now, it depends on the business, the industry, what's going on, and so on. But I will tell you as a fellow business owner myself, if you're not using it, you should be at least looking at how you use it in your business and to what extent you use it for in your business. If you're still relying on people to hand type and do a lot of things manually versus using ChatGPT, you're dumb. I, yeah, I just said that. You're wasting money. You could have your people using ChatGPT and have them doing other things and being a lot more efficient in what you're paying them to do than sitting there typing out whatever it is they're typing. Now, some won't go there because it's the big, it's the big, you know, big bad guy in the room. I, I, again, I don't see it that way. It's a tool, like any tool. So, screwdriver, probably one of the oldest tools known to mankind. Regular old straight-bladed screwdriver. Old, old tool. Straight screws were the first things ever invented when it came to screwing things in and out. They've been around forever. Can a screwdriver be a good thing? Absolutely. It'll turn that screw in and out all day long and help you with whatever it is you're working on. Can it be a bad thing? Yeah, it can kill someone. Literally, a screwdriver could kill someone. How so? Well, go stab somebody with it. See if they live afterwards. No, don't. But you get where I'm going with that. Could it be used as a weapon? Absolutely, it can be used as a weapon. Is it then a bad item? Absolutely is. If it's used for its purpose, turning in screws like it's designed to do, sure, it can be a great thing. So my point is, and you all know this, all sorts of things in life can be used for good or bad. It's not the item itself that's bad. It's how we as humans use it that make it good or bad. That's the bottom line. So it always bothers me, especially when conservatives run around, oh, that's, that's the devil. Don't use that. Well, it's not the devil. Could it be used that way? Yes. Does it have to be? 
No. When I was a kid, and Charlie can relate to this because barcodes were invented just down the street from where he lived. When I was a kid growing up in the church, barcodes were the Antichrist. Mark of the Beast, end times. Done. We're, we're, we're history. Got, you know, Christ is coming any, any minute. It, it's, it's inevitable. Barcodes are the end of civilization as we know it. Uh, that's how I was. Charlie's laughing at me because that's how I was taught as a kid. That was the church, you know, that was the church belief back in the day. Oh, Mark of the Beast. Look at that. Look at I remember Charlie being on bread, on the loaf of bread. And I can remember, you know, growing up and people around me saying, oh, yeah, at some point in time, you're not going to be able to, you know, buy anything that doesn't have that mark on it. That's the Mark of the Beast right there. It's coming. Look at it. It's right there. Those little stripes on that bag, that's it. It's coming. Well, I'm still waiting. Because it hasn't come yet. Christ hasn't come yet either. But no, the barcodes were not a mark of the beast. You could say the same thing about QR codes and all sorts of things. And no, none of those are the mark of the beast. They are tools that enabled all sorts of things in the way of products to flow at a much faster pace than it ever could have before. Think about the time I was thinking about this the other day. So I'm, I'm self-checking out at Home Depot yesterday, Charlie. So I've got the little scanner thing, and I'm checking out. Which, by the way, I don't mind doing. It's faster for me to do. Just give me the thing. I want to do it myself. I'm faster than you are. Give me the little gun. I'm, I, I know what I need. Boom, 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 boom. I got four of those, three of these, two of these. I'm, go, I'm done. Okay, I can do it faster than the guy can checking me out. So I'm going to do it myself anyways. Give me the gun. I'm done. So I'm not one of those guys that complains at self-checkout. I love self-checkout. I can do it 10 times faster than they can. I've got things in the cart arranged. I'm that guy. I know exactly what I've got, what I'm going to check out, what, are, what arrangement it is, and boom, 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 I'm done. I'm out in 30 seconds or less, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm that guy. So I don't mind that at all. It's sped things, speeds, it has sped things up immensely, in my opinion. So I don't look at that as a bad thing. Think about the old days, Charlie, when you used to go to the grocery store. There was the belt, and there was a, usually a little lady, sometimes a young person, but usually it was, an, it was an older person that had been a checkout queen forever. And yes, I'm going to call her a checkout queen because she could run that machine faster than anything I'd ever seen in my life as a kid. I would sit there mesmerized at, no, not even looking, tomatoes, boom, 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 lettuce, boom, 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 Cheerios, boom, boom, boom. I mean... Literally, she just scanned those things in, and with with one hand, she's you know she's running across the little little escalator belt thing there, you know the whatever you call that thing, the conveyor belt. She's running across in her right hand. She's not even looking, and she's typing it in, keying it in. And I used to sit there as a kid and think, how in the world do you do that? It was magic to me as a kid. Well, then barcodes came along and scanners, and yeah, she loses her job doing that. Now she's just scanning stuff. Beep, 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 beep. Is it a bad thing? No. Look how much faster you get out of the checkout line from what you used to. I can remember as a kid going to the grocery store, and it was like going to Costco today. You'd stand behind 15 people in front of you, and they were all writing checks, which was another whole process back in the day. Now, I guess a lot of community was built around standing in the checkout line because you'd talk to this person, that person, this neighbor, that person. You know, all that stuff would go on in the checkout line. But do I miss any of that? No. Get me in and get me out. I'm done. I don't want to hang out at the store. I want to get in and out. I want to get my stuff and leave. I don't need to chat it up in the checkout lane. Even though I'm Mr. Chatty during the week, I don't need to chat it up on the weekends in the checkout line. I just want to get out. I got my stuff. I'm done. Get me out. And yeah, give me the gun. Give me that scanner. I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. I know a lot of you are out there laughing, but yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. I even organized the card on the front side so I can scan faster on the way out. Yes, I'm that guy. So we'll be right back. Extreme Auto Repair is next. 
Speaking of your vehicle, make sure that it is in top-notch working order. Extreme can do that for you. 18-plus service base, high-end technicians to take care of you. And, yes, they want to make sure that you're fully satisfied at the end of your repair. 303-841-1071. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with extreme auto repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. FleshLawFirm.com. That is Kevin Flesh's website. You can find him by calling 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. But after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Take the stress out of buying or selling a home. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it. Call either Catherine or Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Each one has their own specialty, I guess you could say, when it comes to buying and selling homes. Call and find out which one of those it is. 720-437-8210. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions, and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with ReUp to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. ReUp will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Cat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and Reup. Veterans Windows and Doors, again, whether you need a window, a door, all one, doesn't matter, and you can even just do storm doors and things like that. Dave Bancroft would love to help you make whatever decision. He just wants you happy again at the end of the transaction. And once everything's installed, Veteran Windows and Doors, find him at klzradio.com. 
Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home, and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind too. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, last but not least today, this news just came out just a few hours ago. President Joe Biden has decided that the headquarters of the U.S. Space Command will remain in Colorado and not move to Alabama, which, by the way, that was a decision uh, based upon uh, then-President Donald Trump towards the end of his term in office, based upon, we can't remember, I think Air Force, a senator, Charlie and I were kind of going back and forth during the break on that, but bottom line is it's now going to stay here. So Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall recently recommended to Biden that the headquarters be moved to Alabama in line with the initial Air Force recommendations, according to two U.S. officials. Former Air Force Secretary Barbara Barrett also chose Huntsville as the preferred location for Spacecom headquarters in 2021. But Biden ultimately followed the advice of the head of Space Command, General James Dickinson, who argued that the headquarters should remain in Colorado because it will be fully operational in August. So just this next month, which is tomorrow, and moving it now would jeopardize military readiness. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin did not make a recommendation, but presented Biden with both Kendall and Dickinson's advice. Following the announcement, Kendall said that he will fully support the president's decision. The Department of the Air Force will now work expe- ex- expeditiously. How do you say that, Charlie? Expeditiously, thank you, to implement... The decision. I told you guys all an hour, too. I wasn't very smart. My IQ was low, so I just proved it right there. The move is sure to anger Republican Senator Tommy Turberville. There you go, Charlie. There's your guy you were asking about earlier of Alabama, who is continuing a hold on senior military nominations that is now impacting more than 300 flag and general officers around the Pentagon's abortion policy. Turberville has been an outspoken performer of moving Spacecom to Alabama. But U.S. officials have previously told CNN that they had concerns about Alabama's reproductive health policies and what it would mean for service members, blah, blah, blah. So is this really a decision based upon what the head of Space Force said or the fact that Alabama has more stringent abortion policies than we do? I have no idea, folks. Bottom line, from the sounds of it, 
It's staying here. Now, monetarily speaking, that's a good thing for Colorado. It's probably also a good thing for taxpayers because if that thing's almost ready to go here, why spend the money to move it? That seems like a waste of taxpayer money to me. Regardless of the whole abortion thing and what Alabama does versus what we do, bottom line, to me, it's the cheapest thing to keep it here given the fact that it's been here and will stay here now. And I'm not going to argue with Mr. Tuberville, but why move it to Alabama when it's fine here? Now, I'm, I've got a stake in the game. I'll, I'm a Coloradan, native, to be exact. I like the fact that we have a diversification in our economy, and I'd like to keep it that way. So I'm one that I celebrate the fact that it's now going to stay here and not move to Alabama. Folks in Alabama probably are upset about that, and I'm guessing Tuberville agree because he calls the decision disastrous and shameful. Well, I'm not Mr. Tuberville. Don't know him, by the way. He said this is absolutely not over. I will continue to fight this as long as it takes to bring Space Command where it would be best served, Huntsville, Alabama. Now, I don't know why Mr. Tuberville feels that way other than he's from Alabama and he's representing his constituents. I think it's fine keeping it here. We have a lot of things going on here as is with our Air Force Academy and NORAD and other things that are already here. So Alabama might be better in this guy's opinion, but I'm one that says leave it here. A, just saves, to me, it saves money across the board, tax dollar-wise. So, anyways, that is the last story of the day that I will gui- that I will bore you guys with. Again, don't forget to check out the new KLZ website. You can go to klzradio.com and check it out there. And by the way, if you notice anything that needs fixed and anything that's new is out, there may have been something that some of us on our end may have missed. If you notice something, please send me a text message, and I'll get that fixed right away. You can do that by just texting us at 307-200-8222. But go check out the new website. Everything should be there. Don't forget to go to rushtoreason.com. You can find all of our show notes and copies of our past shows, and today's show even will be up a little bit later tonight. Most of all, enjoy your evening. Be safe with the rain and things that are going on right now as we speak, and we'll see you tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.